Hi, welcome to People and Penny. My name is Noma, and on today's episode, we have um, the creative director and founder of 1964 The Brand. Can we please introduce yourself and your business? Hi, Noma. Thanks for having me. Hi, everyone listening. My name is Kumi. I'm the creative director and founder of 1964. 1964 exists to promote self care through clothing for the modern woman. Nice to be here. Nice to have you here. So, um, the early days of 1964, um, what was raising um, funding for your business like? Because you mentioned that you were trying to get a job mm-hmm. and you didn't get it. So, um, like, how did you start? Did you have savings stashed up somewhere? Did you have family that said, okay, you know what? We are going to trust you with this money mm-hmm. and going to trust the idea that you have for this business. So, how did you navigate um, funding in the early days? Okay, so like I said, I've... Um always been that person that would always think of business ideas so i knew that okay this was what i wanted to do so first of all when i had made up my mind like this was what i wanted to do so my mom was like okay let's go to the market let's buy you a machine so we did that so what machine okay she bought it but then money to buy fabric (laughs) money to start money to hire a tailor because i knew that i didn't want to i know how to sew but i didn't want to sew myself Mm -hmm. so that i can focus on other things okay money to hire a tailor thankfully like the back of my house had a space where i could put Mm -hmm. the machine and a tailor so we didn't need to pay for a space at the time or rent or anything or light so we're not paying for that i just needed to get money to buy fabric and at least just start something right so um yeah um i we didn't start out making clothes so we're making head wraps just to raise money so okay. uh, at least i had like scrap fabric here and there in the house so i started with that we made money we bought like our first batch of fabric i was able to pay pay the tailor i told my friends oh i'm mm. making clothes now this is made a few samples yeah sent to a couple of them they bought sent them head wraps to get so um yeah then after that like i mean money came from there it was small then i started another business i started a delivery business um okay. this was in 2016 2017 well it is it is actually in a way we stopped and then i just restarted it with my sister like last year so two years last year or two years ago now i can't remember (laughs) yeah but yeah so i mean so the um anyway before i talk so much i'll say probably say later if you ask me if i have any advice to give Mm, like so yeah you have to yeah so i started that and then we made some money from that as well and then i put i knew like my end goal was to do this business so everything yeah. i was doing on the side pouring was back pouring, yeah pouring back to my business i got a freelance job as a social media manager and with the fashion brand in ikoi yeah so i did that as well i was doing that i was earning money on the side and any money like i got any little money i got i was just putting it back in my business in my business mm-hmm. so that's how i was able to and then we just grew from there so like i mean last week i was even looking at books and i'm like ah you've come long way because <laughs> i mean remember when you were just like and um the business wasn't even making money and then i was just hustling right but yes yeah, it's, it's been good so far i mean we're not there yet there but yeah you want but, to something yeah want something okay so um yeah so we've talked about um navigating funding in the early days mm-hmm. so um the ready to wear business is something that just um well, let's say it just i will not say it just picked up right but we've just really seen like 
ever since the pandemic or even before mm-hmm. then it's just been like oh my god everybody does like ready to wear ready to wear so like when you first started like five years ago did you ever have instances where um you'd have people that come and be like you introduce yourself right that you owned a fashion brand and they just be like so yeah it's tailor or something like that <laughs> so like how did you navigate just trying to ensure that people knew that okay yes this is the ready to wear brand we are doing this is mm-hmm. what we are. This is what we are doing. This is what we are sticking with it. Just um, trying to brand yourself in those early days. So the thing is, like, like I said, I have I have like social media and digital marketing background okay, and yeah. branding as well. So branding is really important to me. So from the early days, yeah. I made sure that I pushed the brand message yeah. so that people will not mistake this with um, owning a fashion brand with mm-hmm. being a tailor, right? I mean, at the beginning. Like family members will give me fabric and say make so clothes and yes i took them i took the fabric because i wanted to make my money and yeah. like just put it in my business so it was but that was internally but on the outside i made sure that i pushed the proper brand message yeah. so that no, nothing nobody's is missing confused. yeah nobody's confused and at the end of the day like we're not actually 100 percent ready to wear because mm-hmm. we don't make in bulk mm-hmm. and this is like a zero waste measure and a sustainability measure yeah. right so we make to order so people can actually customize our styles mm-hmm. and um like say um they want sleeves with this outfit that doesn't have sleeve initially so you can do that and then you can actually like send in your own custom measurements so that yeah. we are sure that we're getting your sizing right but at the end of the day it doesn't mean that you should confuse us with a tailor yeah. you can't send us your own fabric to say mm-hmm. oh you want to make your own styles even if you send us your own fabric it should be to make our own styles that mm-hmm. we've put out there and all so um honestly we've not had a lot of people confused with whether yeah. we're a tailor or a f- fashion like, brand yeah a fashion brand mm-hmm. okay um so um, what would you say that is the most important lesson you've learned running 1964? Like, once you're working in the fashion industry in Nigeria, like, what's your, like, your most important lesson so far that you've learned personally? My most important lesson is, like, the importance mm-hmm. of community mm-hmm. and networking and just having people that are always rooting for you because all the opportunities that we've gotten in the past couple of years yeah. is because someone somewhere told someone, oh, have you, like, heard about this brand this is what they're doing and then i mean yeah so you need to have people that are rooting for you you need to like put yourself out there i'm a very shy person i would not normally not talk on the normal day but the amount of sales pitches <laughs> and how i pushed this brand is i even surprised myself like i'm like ah so you're the one like i just sit down and think about it like i've actually like pushed myself beyond my comfort yeah. zone so you need to go beyond your comfort zone to push whatever you have to sell so far you believe in it you have to push yourself you have to build your network you have to build your community and then most importantly you have to like believe in the work that you are doing because if you don't believe in it nobody else is going to believe in it so like when we started out like um the brand message is not your typical nigerian fashion brand yeah. like everybody just wants to sell clothes and go so i'm like okay on one hand i wanted to like just okay let me just sell my clothes mm. and be quiet and go but no i'm very particular about building a brand that lives beyond me so yeah. i made sure i stayed on it you have to build something that would live beyond you you have to build something that people know outside of you to get so and then something that you actually can sell and people can believe in Mm. so that's that's been my biggest lesson people are important basically mm. yeah very important um so um i i actually really do want you to like um talk to me like about how you've navigated just always ensuring um 
product quality because i think um another problem we've also seen like with fashion brands or ready to wear or me to other is always cases of who um what they i saw online is not what they gave me or this is wrong or that is wrong like just so so many stories mm-hmm. so i just want to know like um you know how particular is um how have you been able to like really successfully run customer service in a fashion business because we know that people can really be unhinged sometimes and then mm-hmm. it seems to happen so like how do you navigate that okay so oh. i think that's two questions in one mm. i've been able to <laughs> <laughs> manage co- the quality control yeah. process and then customer success so i'll start from quality product quality okay. um like i always tell my staff and my tailors and people like people i work with it's better we just close shop mm-hmm. than to sell something that is not quality because i mean most of these people that are most of the people that i mean 1964 started with people that i know personally yeah they were the ones that were our first customers. So it's even embarrassing for me if I send them something that is not quality. Do you get? So yes. because of that, and I don't like embarrassment. So <laughs> I don't want someone saying, ah, that Kumi's brand, they will send you terrible clothes. No, I don't like it. So um, that's always top of mind for me. So that's, and that's why like, another reason why we adopted the made to order method. So that way, cause most brands are making in bulk. Yeah. So they are put the tailors are working 19 and tailors want to just make their own money so they are mm-hmm. making they, they will just make the clothes for you That's and they fold it to you you know that you think like size 12 is here size, and then you don't know that they've already made rubbish and all that because they are making in bulk and then mm-hmm. everything in the end now leads to waste right so the whole made to order method has really worked for us not even um beyond sustainability and zero fashion it yeah. ensures that every one piece is made with attention to detail yeah. for this particular customer it is checked to detail from the, like once like while you're making one clothes you have seen that process through to the end yeah. until it gets to deli- um, delivery and all that so yeah. yeah that's how we make sure of quality right so and i'm not going to i'm not going to compromise on that for anything not even to make money i'd rather like mm-hmm. sell a few pieces that i know that are quality yeah and be satisfied than for us to be pushing out bulk and then um we're not we're sending out stuff that's not quality and then for customer service like that's i don't know <laughs> as a person like yeah. um sometimes i mean customers can be very funny but i don't allow that get to me and i make sure that because i mean customer is always right i agree mm-hmm. <laughs> customer is always right like yeah and even in a situation where i feel like where like i were not at fault or anything i try yeah. i try to mediate i try to profess solutions rather than i'll rather or i rather just like refund customers money and then you find yeah. out that you get so it's not like oh, we want to take your money and want to be rude yeah. to you or something like that no so um i try my possible best even up until last year i was handling like customer support for 1964 because i wanted to like monitor that process i'm not going to allow another person so until i was sure that i had trained someone to that level so mm-hmm. now i kind of hands up a bit even though like my eyes are still there like be sure that you're talking <laughs> to this customer really of yeah so like be sure that you're talking to this customer like this be sure that you respond in this way to get so yeah it's those things are very important because that's what makes the business. I mean, with one bad report, mm-hmm. you don't know, like, business can just come crumbling. Definitely. Yeah. Okay, so, um, 
basically um we are just really wrapping up now so like how would you advise um other small business owners you know that are coming into fashion but trying to also do something different right but it just seems easier to do mm-hmm. something that everybody's just doing than try to carve out a niche for mm-hmm. yourself so like how would you advise them to navigate funding navigate just staying true to the authenticity of your brand okay so um first of all i'd so i was talking to someone that like sometimes seeks mentorship from me every mm-hmm. now and again i was talking to her like last weekend and um she, she had tried to start her brand before and it didn't work out so um i'll just give the advice that i gave her so actually like we we discovered like her business model in like 15 seconds through what i just asked her because i asked her okay so you started before why did you start she said eh, she wanted to sell clothes she wants to um she wants to sell clothes for creatives i'm like okay fine that's fine is that really what you want to do like you by yourself like when you started your brand yeah. is that what you put out there and she said no right i'm like okay so what do creatives really like are they yeah. about clothes or are they about accessories do you get and in one section okay yeah we can actually yeah, I think people are more about accessories. Creatives are more about, oh, yeah. the ring I'm wearing, the jewelry I'm wearing, the hat I'm wearing, the shoes I'm wearing, the, the bag, bag I'm carrying, carrying, more than the clothes. It doesn't mean they don't pay attention to their clothes, but I mean, they already have a whole lot of options. And I told her, okay, so why not start with, even her herself, like she would <laughs> normally like prioritize her accessories, prioritize yeah. her toes bag, prioritize her bucket hat over like have uh, uh, clothes to get her actual clothes so i'm like look at yourself so why are you why do you want to start a clothing brand something that it's not like you don't believe in it but it's mm. not your thing to get so you are your first customer you are your first um you're the one that sells your product the best so you have to actually get your product right so me i'm like a fan of comfortable clothes so i can sell it any day anywhere you mm-hmm. get and you would rarely ever catch me wearing something that is body fitted or anything maybe once in a while so i can i know that that's my product i've gotten my products right and i can sell it anywhere to anybody i can tell them this is the reason why i started my brand because yeah. i want women to be comfortable regardless of whatever occasion they are going to so why are you starting a clothing brand when you know that you're more interested in hats and accessories yeah. and all that so why not start a bucket hat brand i mean you're even like you know a lot of gen z people mm-hmm. and that's their thing now why not start a bucket hat tote bag accessories brand you get so and mm-hmm. in that moment we figured out her products and she was more excited than when she tried to start a code. So my advice would be, you need to know your products. Knowing products is not just for tech companies. Like yeah. it applies to, <laughs> it applies to, to your, your, any business that you that you want to start or that you're doing. So first of all, you need to know your products, but like know that this is something that if they wake me up from sleep now, I can sell it. I can tell you my why. I can tell you. So mm-hmm. like all the pictures I've done, people usually laugh at me because they're like, ah, you've done this. You've spoken about this a lot that you know, <laughs> like you get. So because that is my product and I know it's in and out, you get. So first, my advice would be you need to know your product. You need to know what you want to do. You need to know what you want to sell so that even when you get discouraged, you can ask yourself, you can remind yourself of your why, and yeah. you get, and then you keep pushing. Then, like I said, you have to have people. Your people are important. You have to network. You have to put yourself out there, especially if you don't have like trust fund money <laughs> or a dago day daddy and that kind of thing. So yeah. you have to put yourself out there. You have to hustle, 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 and then it would it would 
So while you're selling something great, it would or it would work out. Okay, um, I, I think um this is my final question, right? Like, what has been your biggest challenge running nineteen sixty four? Because some people is delivery people that never go on time to deliver clothes <laughs> or just anything. So like for you in 1964 what has been the biggest challenge and how have you just managed to navigate that my biggest challenge is nigeria (laughs) (laughs) as a whole because i mean yeah there's issues with delivery Mm -hmm. and all that so i mean navigating the delivery aspects Mm -hmm. when i realized that it was frustrating for me it said to start like i said before it said start like delivery in-house yeah she gets so um yeah so not everybody has luxury to do that and all mm-hmm. but at, at the end of the day how i've navigated nigeria not getting in my way all the time is to try and look for like international markets and put mm-hmm. 1964 on the global chart. on the glo- yeah so on the map on the globe and all that so yeah so with that even when like nigeria is getting to me i'm like okay at least we still have international customers and there's always just the balance to be honest there's no i haven't feel 100 percent fully navigated my way out of it yeah. hopefully one day <laughs> but yeah so you have to like just find that balance there's also issues in hiring nigeria because nigeria is getting to everybody i mean there won't be problem with hiring good yeah. people if nigeria is not getting to those people as well yeah. you get so god will help us all <laughs> Okay, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the podcast, Kumi. It was really thank nice you for to having have me. You. Thank you. So, guys, um, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. Um, you can listen to older episodes on anywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.